Was that was that talent, luck, or or a mix of both? Oh, uh, it was it was all luck. Honestly, I shit <laughs> my pants and uh, brung her back, and I was like, "Whoa, that was close." <laughs> <laughs> Episode 25, Tank Slapping Podcast. 25 is a pretty special number for me. It was my dad's, one of my dad's national numbers. It was a number that my sister kind of ran for a lot of her career. So episode 25, man, it's going to be a good one. Sneaky Sam on the other side of the screen, on the other side of the microphone. What's up, man? How's your week going? Uh, It's been uh, busy, busy, busy since uh, getting back from uh, Volusia, you know, just uh, trying to figure out what's going on. But like you said, episode 25, it's going to be a special one. I can't wait uh, till you tell everybody who we have on. Yeah, we got some international flair coming on. We got Aussie man, Max Whale, Max Killer Whale, which is actually his middle name. And I didn't believe him when he first told me that. That's pretty, pretty awesome. So. <laughs> Serious? His, his middle name's Killer? Uh-huh. Yeah, Max Killer Whale. I'm serious, too. You're giving me a look on the other side of the screen. I'm yeah. like, uh, all right, Asking. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll ask him when he comes on. That's why, yeah, it's, well, I was going to say that's why he's got a whale on his new hats he's selling, but uh, I guess that would work without the killer in it. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's his middle name. So big winner of Volusia, uh, round one. Uh, so we'll get him on, talk about that. But we actually had Max on our list of guests to have on anyway because – I don't know. He just we'll talk about it when he comes on the show. But he's doing a lot of cool things. Young, young rider living in America by himself right now, and and chasing a dream, chasing the flat track dream. So we're gonna have him on, and I'm looking forward to talking with him some more. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, yeah, just like chat with Max. So not much pro stuff has been going on, obviously since uh, since Volusia, but. The amateur nationals were this past week, Sammy. So there's a lot to talk about for that. Yeah, uh, you know, Horizon Award winner. I guess that's kind of like the the pinnacle of the amateur nationals. And I've seen Cody Cop wrap that up. So congratulations to Cody Cop on that. Um, that was pretty cool to see. You had a little bit more at stake in the amateur nationals with your riders, Corey. How'd they do? How was the week for you guys? Yeah, first of all, congrats to Cody Cop. I uh, really like Cody. He's a nice kid and he's a really fast rider. One of my one of my kids, Chase Sadhoff, won. He competed against Cody for most of the week. Chase actually got first, first, second, and second, and Cody got first, first, third, and third. So it was kind of I thought Chase had a really good shot at winning winning the Horizon, but I found out uh, Chase is only 14, so technically he's not eligible until he's 15 so next year he'll be eligible but uh to take nothing away from cody he's definitely definitely has proved himself and i think he'll be really good as he transitions to the next level he's got a good support system with uh obviously joe is a champ former champion knows you know knows how to set a bike up really well and then tim essenson and those guys he's got their name on their leather so i'm sure he's got some sort of a ride lined up he's been testing an indian ftr 750 so Cody Cop's got a got a, a bright future in the sport, um, but yeah, Chase Sadoff he grabbed two national titles. Evan Renshaw, number sixty-five local kid that I've helped out for a while, he won a national title in the two hundred and fifty class. And then Travis Horn won every single race in the eighty-five cc twelve to 15, twelve to fifteen classes and and won two championships. So I think total we had twenty-one wins and like forty-three podiums. Um, combined with our eight riders, you know, Logan McGrain, Adam Costin, which is Ron Wood's son, national former national number 88, Ron Wood, Brody Hansen, which is Kenny Coolbest's nephew, um, Aiden Brown, Ryder Reese. Ryder <laughs> Reese had a couple wins and some podiums. Logan McGrain, I said that. Evan Renshaw, Chase Sadhoff. Yeah, so there I have a, quite a few kids. I have to write them down so I, I don't forget. I don't forget all of them. But I was really proud of how what? they – handle themselves all week it was it was a good week yeah well you know anybody that has kids uh can relate i mean i have one kid and sometimes uh, i i have trouble calling out molly's name i'm like uh uh, uh my, who, molly that's it molly so to remember <laughs> a slew of other kids uh even though you know uh, of course they're probably like family to you Corey. uh i could totally relate to what it's like to to go blank uh, when it comes to names so exactly and they all act the same they're all just crazy 
crazy high strung flat track racers. So uh, it was good. It was a good week. I'm proud of them. Proud of their families. You know, that's results are cool, but it's more about just like having fun, handling yourself professional. You know, the amateur nationals, some of those parents and families get get pretty damn serious. And I like to keep it low key. It's not the end of the world. You win, you lose. You want to win, but you don't want to display bad character because that that carries with you a, a lot longer than if you want to race, you know, people will, will remember the bad things more so than they will. How many races you won in 2000, you know, like for me, 2006, what, what classes, I don't even remember what class, the classes I raced. So it's not super relevant. It, you know, you want to do well, but it's just shaping you and, um, you know, making your career ready for when you turn to the professional ranks. So yeah, it was cool. Trying yeah. To la- push laying the, that foundation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to push, uh, I've, I have these mouth guards that I've been wearing and, you know, I've been trying to push that. I think it's a great safety feature. Guard lab makes the mouth guards that I wear. And there's actually, an, I have an online store I set up with them that is giving racers a discount, a slight discount on the mouth guards. I think they're $35 before the discount. It's a boil and bite style mouth guard that you put in a, a, a like a pan of hot water. And then you like, there's some like simple instructions you put in your mouth you uh you know do the mold and then you put it in cold water and then it sets the mold and i wear it all the time when i race ride train moto flat track etc and yeah i think it's a it's a really cool thing so if you have any information on the on the mouth guards that i'm pushing and and the reasons behind it i just you know i think it helps eliminate some of the risk of concussions and things like that i can definitely share some of that information with you and and uh, trying to get more racers not just flat track but in general wearing mouth guards Hey, Corey, I wanted to ask you a question about that, because obviously I spotted that, you know, that, that, you know, vibrant blue thing in your mouth. And I was like, what the heck is that? And obviously I knew it was a mouth guard, but, uh, you know, uh, a lot of guys are, you know, it's, it's, you don't see them using it uh, at the races, at least a lot of flat track guys. So uh, I'm kind of curious. I mean, was it, what was it like? Was it a distraction at all? Did it take a day to get used to, or was it just like put it in and forget about it and go about your business? Yeah, I mean, I've been racing for a long time now, and I don't like anything new or added or extra, you know, to take away from what I've been comfortable doing my whole life. So I was a little nervous, you know, um, but doing some research, any anything safety related, if I can do it, I'm going to try and do it. And yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Like, I was really surprised. So dumb me, you know, I got the mouth guard and I didn't know we had to, I had to boil it to shape it into my mouth. I just put it in. And I was like, wait, this thing doesn't fit real well. So that was kind of like, I was like, eh, I'm going to wear it, but it doesn't, it doesn't fit super good. But then once I boiled it and then I did the simple instructions, it took like 30 seconds to do. It fits perfect. Like it's, it's crazy. I barely know it's in there. So I wear it all the time. I'll go out and do, you know, 45 minute motos with it in and just gives me a little more ease, you know, that I have something that could possibly help me. Obviously it protects your teeth, your mouth, your gums, but possibly also help eliminate concussions you know or, or or minimize that risk there's a lot of scientific studies that say it helps kind of eliminate concussion risk and it doesn't hurt to wear it so and it, it's cost efficient it's not like you're spending eight hundred dollars or nine hundred dollars on something you know it's 35 bucks you know if it's it's a really cool thing and just trying to get that out there more more want more riders to wear it and you know, I'm, we're offering a, a small discount, so it helps out a little bit on the wallets and things like that. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. Right on, man. I, um, I spend like $35 a week in coffee, so 35 <laughs> bucks is nothing. <laughs> yeah, roger that, man. So, yeah, hit me up if you have any information, any questions. I also say, I don't know if you saw Sammy, but I was able to pick up a few of my dad's old flat track bikes, man. So that was a highlight of my week. I seen that. That is, uh, I, I was gonna, I've been waiting to ask you. I didn't want to ask you that way, you know, we wouldn't have something to talk about on the show. Uh, but yeah, tell me about that. That's pretty cool, man. You picked up your dad's, uh, indoor short tracker. I seen that, uh, you got any plans with it? I mean, obviously you're going to stare, stare at it and drool over it and sit on it and dream <laughs> about it. But other than that, are you going to actually fire that thing up, take it to Timonium or what? <laughs> I thought about it after I sat on it. You know, it's been 
I haven't sat on any of those bikes after my dad passed away. So it's been 10 years since I've been able to even sit on them things. So yeah, we had to work something out. So I, I mean, it's been, it's been hell trying to, trying to get some of my dad's stuff. And we were able to, to get those, uh, those five bikes that we got. And one of them, obviously I posted a photo of it. It's a 250, I guess it's like an MX 250 flat track, obviously. And it's, I think it's a champion frame. So that's the photo I posted. And then we have uh, the Super Tracker uh, 1200 that Brian Bigelow won the championship on. We've talked about it on the show quite a few times, but I have that bike. I'm going to post some photos of it's. It's pretty awesome. I I sat on it uh, and I was like, this isn't that bad. I think I could ride this thing. <laughs> so uh, I, I was like, with barbacks on, this thing would actually be pretty damn comfy to ride. So yeah, I I got that and a few of my dad's old road race bikes and then my Buell Blast that my grandpa and my dad built me. My first ever framer is a Buell Blast framer, C&J, that as well. I'll post some photos of that. But actually, all of these bikes that we just picked up, they're going to be able, you're, the, the public, customers, whatever, you guys can go view them. They're going to be actually at Hanum's Harley-Davidson in Media, Pennsylvania. So Tommy Hanum has those bikes on display right now so you can go he picked them up i don't have a lot of room to store them at my house so he picked them up and now everybody can go in and check them out and just a little bit of texter history and just um yeah i just want to share the bikes with everybody so everybody can see them and, and appreciate them so that's uh kind of what we did shout out to tommy Hanlon for helping me with that yeah that that's really cool that uh you know they're gonna be uh at a place available to the public to go see, uh, you know, that that's, that's, and it's really cool that you got your, your dad's motorcycles. That's special. I mean, uh, you know, that's special for anybody to have. And, you know, um, I think it's really cool, Corey. Definitely. Appreciate that. Yeah. I'm excited. I, uh, one last thing I want to talk about before we call Max whale. Well, we'll save that for the end of the show. I, before we get too much farther, we'll call yeah, let's call Max here pretty soon. But no, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, help make this happen. Bell Bell Power Sports. We talk about the Bell Race Star Flex a lot. Love the helmet. Check them out. BellHelmets.com. View their full line of products. The quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Also to Jerry Jerry Stinchfield at Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Jerry does a lot for the sport at Volusia. I was walking around looking at all the roof systems, tents, and bikes. And if it wasn't for Jerry, I don't think we'd have a series. So check him out, commercialroofsystems.net. Nearly 40 years of experience in the commercial and industrial roofing business. As well as Dunlop Tire. Dunlop is the official tire of the American Flat Track Series with their new and improved DT4 Flat Track Tire. Dunlop has two compound front tires and three compound rear tires available. To view your nearest dealer, visit DunlopMotorcycleTires.com and hit them up on social media. Tell them the boys from Tank Slap and say, yeah. And then also, Moto America, back at it this weekend at Road Atlanta. Moto America is the official AMA road racing series in the USA led by 190-mile-an-hour superbikes. They are racing at 10 weekends across the uh, across the country, top tracks including Road America, Laguna Seca, Indy, and obviously Road Atlanta, I just mentioned. Five classes each day. They are live Saturday and Sunday on FS2, the Superbike class. And then you can actually go on MotoAmerica.com, get the Live Plus membership, and watch the coverage all day. It's excellent coverage. It's motorcycle racing. you got to tune in, check it out. A lot of flat track racers compete in the series, and uh, it's actually really, really cool to watch. There's some really good battles this year, so uh, make sure you check them out, MotoAmerica.com. Not only do former flat trackers compete in that series, former guests compete in that series. Exactly. Bobby Fong. Yeah, Bobby Fong. And who else we got on there? We've had a few road racers on. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. But, yeah, it's been long enough. I think we can call Maxie Whale and and see what he's up to. Carter, give a killer whale a call. Not like the old days when we had structure, dude. You miss an appointment, you get your booty spanked. Oi! What's going on? Oh, nice of you to join us, man. Oh, what's going on? You tell me, what are you up to, Maxwell? Oh, not much. Just playing a bit of golf right now. Uh, oh, you're playing golf? With who? Uh, Matt Gunther and Matt Gunther Sr. That ain't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on. 
Yeah, I'm telling you. Nothing except pars here. <laughs> nothing but pars. So you're an ch- average guy. We like Is it, it. a chip input? <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm talking uh, mini golf, actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Putting yeah, us on hold I'm for pretty, mini golf. I'm pretty, uh, pretty average uh, golfer, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, well. Can't be, can't win them all, man. Um, let's talk about that first win, dude. Did you ever think it was gonna come? Like it's, you've been over here for a few years now, and it's not easy. I mean, when you initially were coming over to America, did you think that you'd you'd get a win when when you did? Like, talk about that journey so far. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a long three years. Uh, you know, the first two years was a bit of a struggle. Um, I got a podium last year, but. Every year, so I keep coming back and sort of just like you know, winning winning a race is like the goal, the dream. And um, you know, I, I just felt really good that weekend. I just like everything was perfect. Like a uh, Friday morning, I didn't change a click on the suspension. All I did was just keep a new edge on the bike, like a fresh edge. And yeah, just my starts were good. And yeah, I, I just everything went like just fell into place. And yeah, it's perfect. It's sweet. Yeah, Max, I got to say, Sammy Sabedra here, but I got to say, hey, congratulations on your win as well. Uh, That was huge. Uh, I think it was huge for the sport to have an international rider win. Uh, I know that meant a lot to you, and I'm sure, you know, obviously, and it meant a lot to people back home. Uh, But speaking of back home, Australia down under, you know, uh, tell us about Australia a little bit, man. What could you tell us about that place? You know, you're from a, for all of us, you're from a foreign place, man. And, and we want to hear about it. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and what it's like there. Yeah. So Australia is uh, pretty much the same size as the United States. It's hard to believe, but we've got a population of 27 million and you've got the population like 327 million. So there's a lot more um, free land. Um, nowhere near as packed, uh, um, which means you know not as many racetracks, all of that, which sucks. Um, but yeah, it's it's where I live. Um, we live out in the uh, as you call it the bush. I'm gonna track in my place, but uh, it's a lot less. It's a lot less uh, stressful. I feel like back home, um, you know, a lot more relaxed, uh, settled people. But other than that, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's cool. As far as the flat track scene goes over there, talk about the biggest differences for the fans listening on our show from flat track in Australia versus flat track in America. And, you know, with yourself and previously Mick Kirkness and Luke Goff coming over to America, has it transitioned at all? And is it becoming more popular because of guys like you coming over and racing? Uh, I feel like it's getting popular, yes. But, like, what we race back home in Australia, it's a totally different setup. We run motocross suspension, so full height suspension, 21-inch front tire, and uh, like a standard motocross lobby front tire and 18-inch trial tire rear. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big difference, and we don't have uh, nowhere near, like, the uh, difference in tracks. We've got we're mainly just, like, loose, like, sort of tracks like Lima, like, real thick dirt. And, and then we've got the actual total opposite where we run oil track as well, where we run 17-17 wet weather slicks. Uh, so, back home, it's just totally different. Um, but, yes, it is getting more popular. Um, I feel like dirt track in gen- or flat track in general is getting popular uh, everywhere more popular but uh, yeah it's just a, it's just a total difference in bike setup and how you're riding style and everything so yeah it's just it's you got to change a lot when you come over here and change the way you ride and set up and go get different suspension made wheels so yeah but it's, it's cool coming over here and you know it's been different does it throw you off going over to australia and riding that setup motocross suspension and tires for when you come back here and you go back to traditional 19-inch flat track suspension? Like, does that throw you off at all? Yeah, it actually, it throws me off a lot with going back to the 21-inch uh, front, front and the 18-inch trial style rear. It throws me off a fair bit, but uh, in the off-season when I went home, I, uh, it's a couple of the race meetings I did, I actually ran uh, the American suspension lowered front and rear just to try it, and I preferred it, but, yeah, no, I, for a taller dude, you know, sometimes I don't mind a taller bike, so, yeah. Talking about Australian dirt track racing, I seen like uh, some videos on YouTube and stuff from years past, and I seen like they sent like Jay Springsteen over there on an XR. I seen you guys got some actually some sizable tracks, so they're not all small stuff. But uh, it, and not only that, but is there a, is it like a split series between like the oil track stuff and the and the dirt stuff? Is that separate, or do they they run all that stuff together, all mixed in? Yeah, so like all our tracks are mainly like half mile size, like half mile size cushion. That's like 
that's uh, every track in Australia is from you know, very similar sizing. So not much is uh, like we don't, as I'm saying, like over here you've got miles to short tracks to TTs. Everything in Australia is pretty similar size. But um, but as for saying as the uh, oil and the dirt, it's uh, the Australian Championships. It's kind of a it, it's a uh, it's run over one round, uh, which is a oh, bit wow. different. You know, in America it's run over eighteen. Um, it's just you know it's like a four lap final, which kind of sucks. So Damn, you could be on you'd all be day. the champion now. You'd be the champion in America <laughs> yeah. if that was the same series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's like a four lap final. You get a bad start. It's, it's, it sucks over there, but uh, it's cool over here having like a full series. It really shows like who's a more consistent rider. Yeah. Now is, uh, you know, I, I don't want to concentrate too much on, on Australian dirt track. We want to talk about you, but of course, a lot of us, including myself are interested in, in, in you know, uh, flat track worldwide. And it's always interesting to, you know, hear about it. So, uh, with that said, um, are there guys over there, like the, the Australian flat trackers, uh, are those guys, professionals in the same sense not with their with, with, with their approach to racing but can can you make a living racing flat track in australia not yeah nowhere near really it's it's uh australian uh racing you don't really get paid um like flat track or and there's new races on so yeah you can't make a living in australia so um anyone that comes over you know like if anyone that wants to race like that's coming to America, you can't do it in Australia. Or a lot of young Australian dirt trackers, they end up going the speedway route, uh, race speedway over in England and Europe. That's what all that road racing is, of course. But yeah. Well, growing up, obviously in Australia, there's some pretty damn good Australian racers. Not necessarily flat track. I mean, you had Kirkness and Luke, you know, who were very, very good riders in flat track. But a lot of good riders from different disciplines in Australia. Who was sort of like your racing idol growing up? Maybe, you know, did you have someone you idolized in America? Did you have an Australian that you idolized? Who was kind of the, that guy for you? Whose posters did you have in your room growing up? Besides the chicks. Oh, I got everyone, like, motocross, supercross, the whole lot. Yeah, right. like, who who was your guy? You know, it, Australians, it's uh, hard to go past, you know, like, a Chad Reed and stuff. But uh, when I was growing up, when I was young, it was probably Chad Reed. Like, you know, I've always looked up to the flat track scene as well, so Kirkness and Goff, but, yeah, mainly just Chad Reed. That's yeah. cool. It's, it, yeah, yeah. I'd probably, um, and my dad used to run, it, like, a little bit of a race team in Australia for motocross, and, uh, yeah, so, I'd yeah, it'd probably Chad Reed. I used to really enjoy watching that when I was younger. Did you ride any motocross growing up, or are you always, like, a flat track guy? I've always been a flat track guy. Watching me uh, motocross, like, you, you got to close your eyes. <laughs> Not that bad. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But yeah, I've, I've done such a my whole life. What were your thoughts on the uh, extra laps at Volusia, man? The timed races, stuff like that. Any any new rule changes this year that you like or you you don't like? Um, I kind of enjoyed the time races because, uh, like for when you go training and stuff, you can just you, you can train to how long the races are going to be. I feel like, um, you know, some tracks when they say 15 laps, it could be over in minutes on a short track in the singles or you can go you know you know it changes it varies a lot more if uh, if you understand what i'm saying yeah hey, now hey talking about like to switch gears and talk about you know the states a little bit more uh when you go back home man what are some uh, aside from friends and racing uh what are some of the things that you uh learn to love and like you miss most about the states when you go back home um, we, our house is not far from the ocean, so I love going to the ocean, and uh, we have a boat and stuff. So we go like uh, like surfing behind the boat and stuff like that. I really miss that and just hanging out with buddies mainly. Yeah, that's about it. And of course, seeing my family because uh, especially this year, haven't seen mum or dad for I think going on four months now. They've uh, they won't be able to come over because of the whole COVID deal. So kind of sucks not seeing family. I got four sisters, but uh, yeah, just the just the water mainly. Well, talk about the second day of Volusia, man. You were you were battling with a bunch of riders. Things were getting dicey. Give us a, like a rundown of what all kind of happened the second day and how that all panned out. Yeah, so uh, uh, Saturday morning, I went out for the first practice session. I think I was second again. Um, I felt really good. But uh, in the first qualifying, there was a red flag. Someone crashed. And I, uh, we, like, I went to take off again, just, just as we were in the hot box. And I went to take off. And uh, my bike developed a miss. It was... Like off the bottom from like 
like you'd, as soon as you open the throttle up to about half throttle, it, it wouldn't run properly on my A bike. So that that was so we had to switch to the backup bike in qualifying two, and um, just yeah, I didn't feel just didn't feel the same on that bike. But yeah, the main event was unreal. We got some. Uh, it was pretty. It was you know it was close. It felt like we're on a mile on, on the singles, getting real dicey and stuff. But I enjoyed it. It's good fun. Yeah. What um. It looked like one of the laps you got stuffed by a girl. I don't know. I just kind of <laughs> like what I saw, but what it, it seemed like it seemed like like a ponytail went in and, and pushed you a little wide. I didn't know. Were you, how was that? How'd that play out? Were you a little mad about that? Uh, I, no, I understand. It was a uh, it's racing. It was tight. You know, it wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was intentional, but you know, it was just, the racing was tight. No, but it was good. I don't. I don't mind. I'm it, just you know. kidding, man. I just wanted to give you shit about it. <laughs> no, it's all good. No. Tell him what you really think, Max. Tell him what you really think. Come on. <laughs> Come on, laughing, man. Give it bro. all straight. Thirty deep. It's funny. At the start, I was actually kind of pissed off because I thought Justin the mechanic was being smart. He's like, "Dude, nice save," and I'm like, "Jesus!" And then, and then he was just being serious. But yeah, no, I was a bit upset at the start, but. Once I seen it, it's like, okay, it's a bit of racing. Yeah. Is that is that when your front end like totally tucked coming out of turn four? Is that when? Yeah, my, is that? Dude, that was this. Yeah, that, my lifted up and then tucked, and yeah, I, I think it was going for like forty feet, and yeah, both feet off. You know, looking like a bit of a goon, but bringing her back to land. That might have been like the save of the year at the only the second race of the <laughs> of the season. That was incredible, man. I think. Uh, I think. Henry Wiles like posted it on his Instagram and I missed it, you know, uh, live, but I was watching, you know, on Instagram, who's not on Instagram. And I was like, Holy shit, man, that was a save of saves. Good job. on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, was that, was that talent luck or, or a mix of both? Oh, uh, it was, it was all luck. Honestly, I shit <laughs> my pants and, uh, brung her back and I was like, Whoa, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a couple laps. There was a couple laps in that main event where Shay would kind of duck it under you going in the one. I'm like, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> so like she, she'd back it out, and then the one that she got by, I was like, eh, that could have been worse. I thought, I thought, it, like there was a few moments in there where I was like, oh man, I can this race be over? This is like. This is stressful for me to watch. Like everyone's like, yeah. this is awesome. I'm like, this is terrifying. Yeah, it was like I'm like going to the wall with like both my feet off in the front going. I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna fucking hurt. But sprung back and she caught and grabbed and then I was like, Ooh, okay, we're back. Hey, like I always say, close only counts with uh, horseshoes and hand grenades. So, hey, good game <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You're gonna work out there. I'll tell you that much. Well. Right now, you're the points leader, man, in the singles class. What uh, how's that feel, and does that change your mindset at all? I mean, are you, you feel like you got a target on your back? I mean, I feel like it's just you know two rounds in, I just got to stay uh, consistent, got to keep doing well. Um, you know, it was good to get that win, but I was disappointed with the eighth. But yeah, as I said, just got to stay. I feel like inside the top three, top five, and that's my goal this year, just to keep consistent. Um, but yeah, just only Cowie in the field leading the points. <laughs> Yeah, that is cool, man. Yeah, I mean, people just don't understand. The target doesn't change that quick. I mean, there's there's never, like, it's not a moving target. You're not really, no no particular rider, I don't feel, has a has a target on their back. I mean, there's so many good riders in every class. It's like there's plenty of targets or, you know, carrots to chase after. So I just didn't know with your mindset, you've never been leading the, leading the points before. So I didn't know if. If that had you nervous, if you were excited, or you know what what your plan was moving forward, but sounds like you're uh, pretty pretty calm about it, which is I think the play call, honestly. Yeah, I, just, I don't like stressing about it too much. You know what happens happens, but I'll tell you what, I will be a bit nervous leading about Indy Mile. Hopefully, that freaking awesome. My brain's out in the first corner or something. <laughs> no man you're gonna you should feel comfortable well you know who knows i don't know if we are gonna go to indy it sounds like we are so you know uh but indy in the past man i think you're gonna get around that place good it's uh it could be a, a nice fluffy cushion definitely in practice uh so i think you, you you'll fly good around that place and probably feel right at home man i mean and, and now you know you say racing on you know back home you race on a lot of half miles Obviously, you know, the 450s don't run all the miles that, like, the Super Twins run. But how do you like the miles? How do you like riding the miles? 
I actually really enjoy the miles. I think it's kind of fun how the drafting and that works, especially in the 450. But it kind of sucks. I'm I'm so tall, like six foot four. It's hard to get under the glass on on the old 450. But um, but yeah, I really enjoy them. How they, you know, you got to be like super smooth and like get down slow and get as low as you can. I enjoy it. It's just a different type of riding that we don't do in Australia. So it's it's actually really fun. I enjoy it. We're gonna to get to the higher higher low line here in a bit, but who's your favorite person to train with? Like that you train with in America, who's your who's your favorite to train with? To train with, like uh, on bike or like what? Yeah, just like bike, bike and running, running, moto. Like who's your who's your favorite guy to kind of put in the work with? Um, probably Brian and Shay because they uh they they uh they always do something every day. Uh, Wrong and stuff, so it's uh, it's good. Wrong. Who, who gives? Who gives you the most shit during the week? You know, on, on, on a weekly basis, who gives you the most shit? Through the week? Oh, yeah. Bronson easily. Not even about it. Bronson, percent. <laughs> Bronson, percent sure. All right, all even... right. If Bri- if Briar and Shane are your favorite to train with, who's the biggest animal you've trained with? Oof. Oof, animal. Probably gonna go on that one. Well, that's a tough one, actually. Seriously? Yeah, I'm just taking my time with this one. It's, you know, it's a hard thought process. Um, <laughs> I'm probably going to go Briar. Oh, you're done, dude. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Briar oh, who? All right. Let's go. Uh, let's get to the high-low line here. I'm done. Uh, go ahead, Sammy. I got one more, man. It's a little bit of a silly question before we get to the high-low. But, you know, um, how Australian is uh the outback steakhouse is it in australia oh no yeah, the outback no. steakhouse like, you know the place to eat yeah, you know yeah, yeah. The, the the food chain that you does see it make it? you feel like you're at home yeah, yeah. no way it's the fake it says one of the um options on the menu i've eaten like three times and it says you're australian you eat free that's never happened before but one of the options on the menu is um toowoomba shrimp and like one we don't even call them shrimp we call them prawns and two, Toowoomba's in the middle of the friggin' desert. Like, it's three hours from the ocean. Why would you want prawns from Toowoomba? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they're duping us, man. We're idiots. I love that Toowoomba shrimp. There, he feels real Australian. And yeah, then now man. it's just like, it, it's done, dude. It's like I'm, there's I'm nothing hurt, Australian man. about I'm, I'm hurt. I, I was thinking about getting that. one of those didgeridoo things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we got a we got we got a good a few good higher low lines for you, man. I think this is one of our better higher low line segments we've ever done. So, uh, first one: Troy Bayless or Chad Reed? Who are you more of a fan of? Right now? Yeah, sure, we'll do right now. Bayless. Yeah, uh, he's a pretty cool Chad. guy. I've got to talk to Troy yeah, a few uh, times. I really, I've never met Chad Reed, but Troy is a really cool guy. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, I've met Chad and I've met Troy. They're both cool dudes, but. Uh, Troy's just like he's just like he's always like he he'll go to a dirt track meeting and he'll shake everyone's hand. He's just like a really really cool dude. I love, he's really he's he's awesome. And he ran a he ran a flat track event in Australia that was you know really popular. A lot of American guys came over and did. But yeah, no Troy. And he came over here to the states and actually uh, rode yeah, a train. The, the scrambler. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, how could you not like that guy? And he was all. Hard charger. Dad reads a flat track guy. He's he rides at Rossi's ranch and stuff too. So it's a lot different than lining up with the boys, though. Uh, You know, Bayless, he lined up with the boys. There's a difference between that and riding a little short track somewhere. All right. All right. I can't argue that. Bayless is the only guy, like, like, um, a uh, international guy who's lined up and raced a twin I, that I can oh well besides Kirkness like the flat track guys but the the one off guys you know like all those guys Marquez and Villapoto and Chad Reed and Tony Elias all those guys run the 450s but Bayless came over and he didn't ride a twin he rode a Ducati twin <laughs> so that's yeah. uh, that's a big that that's a big one for sure all right I got one for you I got one for you ostrich eggs or chicken eggs i've not had an ostrich eggs so i've had chicken eggs you've never had ostrich eggs it's another australian no. rumored debunked i've never had them no you guys don't have ostriches running around in australia no we have we, we, we see them a fair bit like um one day me and dad were going on a bush road 
and uh, we're in we're in, like we're out in the uh, we call it the state forest near our house, and I've seen this ostrich running after me on the KX eighty five, and I've never been so scared in my life. I don't think. <laughs> Dude, they run fast too. <laughs> Dude, they 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 like they're very fast. <laughs> and that one big toe freaks me out, man. That one toe is insane. I've seen them at the zoo before. Angry things too. I would not play games with them. That's one thing. I'm, that's one thing I'm scared of. Like shit myself scared of. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's see how American you are, man. Johnny Cash or Elvis Presley? Presley. Do, do you know them both? You've heard of them both? Yep. Uh, I went to the Presley's house. Went to Graceland. Oh, he went to, okay, okay. <laughs> he did experience America, right. man. I like it. All right, Memphis, baby, Memphis. Nice, I like it. Yeah, That's exactly. cool. Yeah. Hey, did you get some good barbecue when you were in Memphis? Oh no, I didn't. I was just uh, we went to we went to uh, Graceland, looked at his house, looked at his cars, and yeah, back on tour. <laughs> Back on the road. <laughs> I've been to Memphis, like, I can't tell you how many times. I've never been to Graceland. I guess I'm too. Really? Cool. <laughs> what was, uh, who's next, Corey? I, I, uh, Go ahead, yeah, Sammy. I, all right, I, I kind of lost track there for a second. All right, man, uh, this one, I don't know if I'm going to, if this is in your age bracket or not, but it's American. Well, I guess they're both American. They're both American movies. So one's about an Australian guy. Here we go. Crocodile Dundee or Indiana Jones. Crocodile Dundee. Couldn't get past it. That ain't an off. This is an off. <laughs> hey, you nailed that accent. Yeah, exactly. On point. All right. I'd be worried if I did. What would you rather have as a pet? A kangaroo or a koala bear? Ooh, koala bear's actually pretty aggressive. I'm probably a kangaroo. Okay. A, can- yep. a koala bear's more aggressive than a kangaroo? I've, I mean, kangaroos, I've, I've seen them, like, beat up people on Instagram, man. They look pretty, j- like, yeah, jacked I've up. I've seen, you ever see the video of the guy punching the kangaroo in the face? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That? The kangaroo that, that kangaroo look ripped. <laughs> Yeah, no, they actually, you probably are, I'd probably get koalas, but yeah, they both get pretty, like if koalas, if you start chasing, like the, um, if you poke them a little bit, they'll chase you, but I've only seen one koala in the wild, um, but I see kangaroos, about five of them every day when I'm back home. It's kind of funny, because like when Max was over here, we were going on a, on a trail run, and he saw a squirrel, and got excited. He's like, look at that, a squirrel! I'm like, Max, they're, they're like everywhere, bro, you don't have squirrels in Australia? He's like, nah. I was like, all right. <laughs> that's like getting excited yeah, over that's an, cool. or an ant. I'd love to have a pet squirrel. <laughs> Man, a squirrel would jack you up. <laughs> you got some serious teeth on them. And probably you'd have, like, a disease. But <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, going to road race route. Uh, Casey Stoner or Jack Miller? Oh, Miller for sure. Miller and Max Miller. Are, are buds. So that's a that I needed yeah, that Miller's answer really pretty cool. quick. Oh, I, I was out to lunch on that one. Yeah. I guess I guess Miller rides a, a little dirt track every now and then, I see, right? Miller's, uh, like every year, we have like a thing called North Brisbane Cup. It's like a little TT race in Australia. And um, he actually comes out and does it and races with like all the local guys and everything. And he, uh, he, he hangs around. He's really cool. Miller's, yeah, Miller's like probably one of the most down-to-earth guys I know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to... Casey Stoner is one of those riders that if he, I think the only guy that could give Marquez a run for his money right now would be, well, obviously Fabio is doing pretty well, but over the last, you know, five to ten years, I think the only rider who could give Marquez a run for his money would be if Casey, you know, Casey Stoner, if he never retired. So, um, man, low key, there's some pretty damn fast Australian riders. So it's it's pretty crazy. All these names yeah. were running off. They're very talented, very talented riders. Um, last one for you, man. What would you rather race, a KX500 or a Bull Taco Astro? Oh my God, cows like KX500 are the best in and they're the weight. Things are animals. So excited! He just fired it off, dude. Max is fired like he off. bleeds Cali. He bleeds Cali. Hey, uh, we got Bleed. one more. I got one more question for you, Corey. Before yeah, the effort. start of the show, man, Corey was like, he's like Max Killer Will, and then he's like, that's actually his real middle name. I'm like, no way. So, is that your real middle name, Killer? Yeah, 
It really is. I got to see proof, man. I got to see proof. You guys are probably both pulling my leg. No, I'm joking. My my, my dad, when we were signing the, uh, you know, birth sheets or whatever you want to call it, certificate, he was uh, begging mum to put kill there. Mum wouldn't let him. So my middle name's Kevin. Huge letdown, I know. Oh, you son of a gun. So, I, I actually thought it was killer. I wish I didn't hear that, man. I wish oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, sorry, guys. I wish Carter edit that out. That's a bomb drop on zero. the show. <laughs> Yeah, she's here out of zero. The coolest little man to just Kevin. Oh, man. That's the best thing to Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Like the bird from Up? Yeah, Kevin. K-E-V-I-N. Kevin. Yeah. The movie, you ever seen the movie Up? Yeah, I have. I forget the bird. Yeah, the bird's name's Kevin, bro. Come on. All right. Uh, yeah, just In stick with Killer. Off. He's just kidding, everybody. He's kidding. It's actually Killer. He's kidding. Yeah, Killer. All right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, just, just killer. Trimming. We're gonna. We're, yeah, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Got you, know, him. you know when you see somebody trip and you're like, I wish I didn't see that. That's that. That's yeah. what happened. I'm gonna be like, I'm sorry, guys. I wish I didn't hear that. Damn He's it, kidding. April Fools. Yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to lie on this show, just so you know. So you, you we could just redo that. Hey, man, is your uh, middle name Killer? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, middle name Killer. Yep. <laughs> It's tattooed, on so. his, it's tattooed on his back, dude. You didn't see it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I missed that view, Corey. You want to tell us a little bit more <laughs> how, you, how you got that? <laughs> Damn. You run me into that one. Oh, man. All right. Well, Max, we appreciate you coming on, bro. Sorry to take you away from your mini golf game, which you probably were sucking at anyway. So. No, I was actually I'm just destroying the, you know, destroying the, uh, the points board, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, you're destroying it with a high score. Um, when you come into Pennsylvania, man, we gotta put some put some training days in. Yeah, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, you know, just come down, and hang out, and stuff. But yes, see what happens. Uh, I've got to fix this, my uh, a bike out this week. Hopefully, get it sorted out, and then uh, yeah, head on up. Cool, man. Well, wow. congrats again on Volusia, dude. I think everybody. Everybody in America kind of we've kind of adopted you as our own, and we're everyone was really happy to see that. So, congrats again on a on a good result, and keep it going, man. And I'll catch up with you soon. Oh, thank you very much, guys. It means a lot. All right. All right, Max. man. I'll catch you later. Max Whale. Right, well, that was Max Whale. It was always good to chat with him, dude. That accent cracks me up. He's he's just a good dude, and I'm excited uh, for, for his success, and we'll see how he does the rest of the season. I think he's going to do well. I think he's finally finally at that level where he can compete for wins and podiums consistently. Yeah, solid guy for sure, and you know, once you get, uh, I mean, you know you can do it, but once you prove it to yourself and you get that first win, I mean, that does uh, you know, incredible wonders for the confidence level, so that 450 class has always been stacked. It's no different this year. Uh, the only difference I would say is m maybe we have a new contender. So definitely cool to see Max up there. Yeah, and I had asked, you know, we have a few weeks until the next race. We kind of heard some rumors on when the next race is. And I don't know, it rhymes with spindy, but we don't know for, for, <laughs> for certain. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, it rhymes with spindy, lindy, I don't know, yeah. spindy. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what we've heard. So we don't know we don't know dates, but that's kind of what we've heard, and we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait for an official announcement. But yeah, any fans that have any questions about what what went down at Volusia, you know, I, I've seen some comments on our social media pages and things like that. Somebody did ask, you know, now that there's some people with NASCAR, more people with NASCAR involved, do you think we'll see more sponsorship from the NASCAR side of things? And I think he was referring possibly to Wally Brown because Wally's doing a, a race program with Chad Coase this year. And I actually have known Wally for a long time. He's a really good guy. I kind of helped helped him kind of find some groundwork for his program last year a little bit. And I'm excited for him. He's a really smart guy. He worked out of Joe Gibbs Racing for uh, for a long time. I'm not sure if he's still doing that. But, yeah, he's really well known in the, in the NASCAR world. And I don't know if it's going to bring in new sponsors or new, new interest in the sport, but – it's just good to have high caliber racing people, whether it's from, you know, road racing or NASCAR or motocross, wherever, get involved in flat track. It just adds some professionalism to the series. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. You know, the more attention, uh, the more high profile people we get, the more attention the sport gets. And then to, to back that up, uh, you know, I feel like AFT did a, a, a 
really good job. Um, well, actually, all the riders and teams and everybody uh, really stepped it up big time this year. And the level of uh, professionalism within the paddock is, has been like growing by leaps and bounds every year. But um, this last, uh, you know, rounds one and two felt like a world class event. I mean, it felt like a, a legit series rather than like uh, your county carnival. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody wants to go back to, to, to tradition and. They, you know, they, they just, I don't know. It's, I think, I think there's a lot of good things going with, with what we have right now. And obviously there's some bad things we could, you know, we could talk about as well. But the biggest thing that I've seen is, is actually recently, I think it was today on Facebook, they were, you know, I, I try not to go on the forum pages too much because there's just straight poison on those pages. Um, but the, there, I think there was a picture of Max Whale or Tanner Dean or somebody, and they AFT is kind of trying to promote some of these younger guys, and all of them were wearing masks because first race of the year, it was you know protocol for us to wear masks, you know, so we could race. I think it's more of like a government thing than a AFT thing, but I've seen so many people bitching about the masks. It's like. Oh, why are they wearing masks? That's stupid. Blah blah blah. I'm not gonna watch the races if they have to wear masks. I'm like, dog, if you're not watching the races because we have to wear masks, and like, you're not a fan to begin with. Like, y- y- who cares what they're do- if they're wearing masks or not? Like, it's protocol. We have to wear masks. And if you're concerned about what we're doing in the pits, but you're not enjoying, did you see the singles class on Saturday? Did you see the last lap pass and the production twins on the first day? Like. You're worried about masks right now and all this great shit's going on and like are the riders are, are doing crazy incredible things and you're freaking worried about masks and you're bitching about masks, like delete your Facebook account. Like what the hell? Well, like you said, Corey, it's out of you know, a lot of things are out of it's not are out of AFT's hands, you know, it's not necessarily all their decisions. We have to comply with uh, local uh and state, you know, protocols and uh I I, I don't care. I mean of course, it's not fun wearing a mask. I mean, that's no no secret. But uh, hell, at this point, I'd wear a bikini if that's what it took for all of us to go racing. If you're sitting at home in your living room and you're worried, you're bitching about wearing masks. Try wear one on the podium in 100 degree Florida weather after right racing your ass off. For, it's it's tough for us to wear a mask. It's not like it's a comfortable thing. But if it means we're going racing, yeah, I'll, I'll wear anything. I'll, I want to race like it's just like, man, that's what you're focusing on is, is the mass thing. Like I've never seen this whole pandemic crap. I've never seen anybody so fired up about masks or no mask. It's like, it's like some government conspiracy thing. They just bring up. It's like, dude, whatever. Just, it's not a big deal. Like it's, it's just protocol. It's protocol for us. Like it's not, if we do what we have to do. It's like, we have to wear team shirts. We have to, you know, wear leather gloves. Like it's, it's not something that like we have control of and you're not hurting anybody but yourself from, for not watching the great racing that, that has, that's going to take place and the riders, like you act like it's our fault. Um, so yeah, it just, that just, that, that fired me up. I almost commented. I, I, I try not to comment anymore. I don't like it sucked into that black hole, but I almost said like, get out of here, dude. Just delete your Facebook. He saved the comment for the full on gloves off, just battle Royale on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's one cool thing about the pod baby. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Just hey, whatever. Yeah. Share. It, I feel like it's, it's better on here because people can't, directly respond you know we just say what's on our mind and they have to listen to it or or, or turn it up turn us off but it's, right. it's like yeah power the microphone man power the microphone <laughs> yeah exactly well we appreciate you guys tuning in as always check us out man give us a, a subscribe soundcloud itunes spotify leave us a review sammy i do have some good news actually our negative review or our one star review on itunes it's not that there one. anymore Oh, what? Maybe it was like a, like a, you know, like a, a pocket dial, like fat thumb kind of deal. Maybe someone I just... think they felt bad about it after they heard us, how upset we were. And they were like, you know what? We were a little harsh on C-Tex and Sneaky Sam. Let's bump yeah. that up to a five star. They're actually pretty good. Like, yeah. you know. All right, we, man. We, we didn't mean Hey, it. you know what? We earned them back, man. We earned them back. That, that speaks volumes. We earned them back. But I will Either say. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, Either or that, what? or they, or Jake. Jake was back on this show. They're like, ah, 
We were, Jake and Chambers. Ah, all right. They brought Jake and Chambers back for a week. We'll uh, we'll give him a five star. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just play. I'm just play. Uh, yeah. No. So so that yeah, we're we're back to mostly good reviews. But hell, we'll we'll take the bad reviews. Just whatever, man. We love the feedback. Yeah, you know, well, that's exactly what I was going to say right now. I love reading all the comments. I love hearing what you guys have to say uh, because everyone that follows along, you guys are a part of the show just as much as, uh, you know, any of our guests or, or me or or even Corey. So you, we're all part of this together, and we love hearing from you. So don't be afraid to uh, tell us what you really think. We love it all. Carter's the producer. Send all the hate mail to Carter, please. Yeah, all, all the hate mail goes to Carter. The rest, you know, me and Corey will sift through. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys once again. Want a quick shout out our sponsors, Bell Power Sports. Check out bellhelmets.com. Check out their full line of products. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield. Commercialroofsystems.net. Nearly 40 years of experience. Check them out. Dunlop Tire, the official tire of American Flat Track. Check out DunlopMotorcycleTires.com to find the nearest dealer and get suited and booted with Dunlop tires on your motorcycle. Western Ohio Motorsports LLC in Greenville, Ohio. They promote amateur motorcycle racing across Ohio. You can find Western Ohio Motorsports and Best Ohio Summer Series on Facebook. The first event is actually August 2nd this weekend at the Van Wert, Ohio County Fairgrounds. Saw a video and photo of the track from Len, who promotes the race. It looks awesome. And I might have to make my way out there this weekend, Sammy. I'm pretty excited about it. So see how my schedule goes up until this weekend. But gates open at 6 a.m., practice at 9 a.m., racing starts at 11. For more information, check them out on Facebook. Sounds good, man. I wish I was going. Appreciate you guys. That's all we got for this episode. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.